Welcome to Conversations from the Heart, the podcast of Moyo Talks and the Heart Center. Good morning and welcome to season two of Conversations from the Heart. It is a beautiful spring day in Cape Town and we are very excited to be back to connect at the heart level, to connect to a higher wisdom and to see where the conversation takes us. Season one really uh, took us to interesting places and we, we never really knew what, we were get, what to expect with season one, but with season two, perhaps we were a little bit more prepared and a little bit wiser as to how this will unfold and we know it will unfold beautifully. My name is Mark Bind. I'm an intuitive energy healer and a teacher and trainer of energy healers and one of your hosts for this conversation. And we have a few other people I'd like to introduce. Our first co-host to introduce is Cindy Holmes. Cindy Holmes is an intuitive business coach and life coach and also director of the School of Intuition and Healing in Cape Town. Cindy, if you can introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. Um, it's really good to see you all. It's great to be back um, in season two to move forward, forward with really meaningful conversations um, around the energies going on. Um, at the moment, I've really been focused on the healing side of things because I think it's really important that we dive deep at this time to our self-healing. So I'm looking forward to the conversation today. Thank you, Mark. Great. Thank you, Cindy. And our other co-host, Alex Marostica, also a uh, life and business coach and one of the co-founders of the Moyo platform and our technical partner. Uh, Alex, if you can introduce yourself, please. Good morning, everybody. Um, so good to be here again. I missed seeing everybody the last few weeks, but um, it really feels good to be back here and to spend the rest of the morning with everybody. Great. Thank you, Alex. And on to this morning's discussion, which is going to be something very important for the time that we're in, the energetic shifts that are taking place, the movement that is happening, the rise in consciousness. And I'm going to ask Cindy Holmes to, to lead us in this conversation. Cindy, over to you. Thanks, Mark. Um, everyone, I, I'm not sure how you've been negating the universe in, in the last few weeks or month or so. And for me, there have been many, many challenges um, of, of how we don't dip into the shadow of the collective consciousness as we all sort of coming out of lockdown or as economies are opening up again um, and things are are coming back to what I call the new unusual. Um, I've found myself slipping back into old patterns, old behaviors. Astrologically, there's also been a number of things happening um, in the universe. And, and I'd like us just to talk, open that conversation up today. And I'd like to start off with just a, a little bit around what I've been using myself and really wanted to share to, to, to a wider audience around the strategies that I've been using. And um, the one is we, we always focus a lot on the main seven chakras, but um, I've found that a lot of my anxiety and when I am slipping into my shadow and old patterns that I'm, I, I am feeling... Um, a vibration on my higher heart. And it took me some time to go, uh, why aren't I working with my higher heart? And, and using the universal heart um, as, as, as well as the earth star and, and the solar. Uh, so, so basically the eighth, ninth um, and tenth chakra. There's also the 11th and 12th, which is just a little bit higher. And the Horik um, energy cable. Because these are really related to what is going on. We're all talking about collect, you know, connecting to the higher consciousness. We're all talking about us, you know, being connected to that. But what are we really doing with our energy systems? And, and how are we attuning our energy system with if the vibration is rising and if it is lowering, how are we negating that energetically? And, and, and we'd really like to talk about that today. So I'd like to start off with a meditation. 
um, and just let us open and ground ourselves through these 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 three chakras and using um, the heart line just to really ground ourselves and connect at a deeper level um, and just see how that goes for you if you are finding it difficult and out of alignment just connect as normal with the normal heart the uh with the the the, the heart chakra the base chakra and the crown chakra but if you can let's raise that vibration by using these these other chakras just to feel the difference so i invite you all to close your eyes put your feet on the ground and cross your legs and arms and just follow the breath so let us breathe in for four hold for four and out for six just follow that breath for three rounds So let us just feel ourselves grounding and let ourselves go into that normal earth energy and just bring up that beautiful energy. And as we do, just open your seven major chakras. So open the base, just feel the sacral opening, the solar plexus opening, the heart opening, the throat the third eye and the crown. So just feel ourselves opening our energy systems and just connect to all that is, to the collective consciousness. And as we do, we just ask for a bubble of protection. Now bring your focus to the eighth chakra, which is on the sternum. It's called the universal heart. And just see how that feels. And just allow that universal heart to gently open. The universal heart is a portal to our higher awareness by bringing together the essence of our heart, mind, and will with our higher, higher transpersonal awareness. It enables us to integrate and ground all that we are through our human experience. Accessing the universal heart chakra facilitates our inner healing by enabling us to perceive old patterns and issues without judgment and to heal them at their source, which may have occurred in another lifetime. It also supports us directly accessing our higher guidance to understand our purpose and our way forward. Just feel that beautiful energy. Now bring your awareness to the ninth chakra or the earth star. It is situated about 15 centimeters below your feet. Notice how this vortex feels and the color. The earth star connects us with the consciousness of the earth, of Gaia. It enables us to establish a profound relationship with all the realms of Gaia including the physical and the metaphysical. It also supports our integration and grounding of higher energies and the release of imbalance or traumatic energies. Notice how you feel with the eighth and the ninth chakra being open. 
Now bring your focus to the eighth and imagine drawing a gold line from the universal heart down <coughs> through your channel to the earth star. Notice how you feel when the two are connected. Now continue the gold line from the earth star straight down into the earth, connecting to the gold line deeper into the center of the earth. Notice what happens when you do this. Effectively, you are now grounded from the eighth chakra. See how you feel. If it's uncomfortable, then just ground from the lower chakras. Center yourself, if you can, in the universal heart. Now take your focus up above your head 15 centimeters to the 10th chakra or the solar chakra. Imagine it as a vortex and see if it has a color. This chakra connects your consciousness to the entire solar system. Continue upwards to the 11th chakra, which is 45 centimeters above your crown. This is your stargate chakra. Imagine it as a vortex and see if it has a color. This chakra connects you to the galactic consciousness. Now take your focus to one meter above your head to the unity chakra. Get a sense of it and see if it has a color. This chakra connects you with the wholeness of your divinity being the unity of consciousness. See how this feels. Ask for healing into the wholeness of who you really are. Now gently bring your attention back to your universal heart and center there while we ground and open the conversation to the energies going on in the universe and how we can better negate them. And when you're ready, bring your attention back into the room. And I'd love to hear how we experienced that, that meditation and how it felt for people. Yeah, thank you, Cindy. That was lovely. I definitely want to try that meditation again a few times and, and work on that. Let's see if anybody has any feedback from that meditation. Val or Alex? Jen, good to see you again. You too, everyone. Thank you. How did you find that meditation? Oh, well, I've had a really busy day and been talking a lot. So I just was so uh, happy to just, and I dropped really quickly into back into my body and was very expansive and uh yeah i loved it um when we went to the eighth chakra my body actually physically started to sort of tingle and felt yeah it's lovely i loved it thank you i feel great actually i feel across my chest ah <sighs> thank you <laughs> yeah thanks jen Val, how about you? Yeah, that's, um, I think I'm still coming back um, <laughs> from that. Yeah, I think I, it was very powerful and it's something that I've worked with a little bit, but um, today it just seemed so necessary. So, and yeah, I was amazed by the colors I could see 
the sense of color as I went up. So yeah, it's just, it was just very, very powerful. And I can just feel the energy inside my body. It's as if it's working on all the cells within my body. It was kind of like, the only way I can describe it is I feel, because I kind of like feel I'm still there, but I am grounded as if I've been embraced by something that was very unique this morning. But I, I actually don't have words. So thank you. It was just very powerful. So Mark, if I could just fill in a little bit of, around um, the, the, the eight chakra. And for those of you, um, I'm using notes that we use on the healing course for our students, um, sort of on, on day 10. So, so um, and it came to me because I'd forgotten the teachings myself and, and because I've been my higher heart. So what has been happening just for me and explaining what has been happening over the last few weeks is there's been a lot going on for me um, in my life in terms of dramas and, 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 and um, stories and difficulties and challenges. And, and normally I, I, I have sort of, I have one of my energies is that I'm a, I'm an energy warrior. I, I, you know, people will say, Cindy will go where angels fear to tread, you know, whether it's physically or whether it be spiritually, I, I, you know, I'll take on whatever that, that comes. And I've been feeling anxious and nervous and I kind of felt like all my, my warrior energy was diminishing and I was giving it away and giving it away. And it was, and, and feeling this flutter on my heart and sort of waking up in, in the night. And I'm still waking up in the night with this like worry and anxiety. And it's like, okay, hold on a minute. Let me ground with the earth star. Let me draw that golden thread down. Let me bring my higher heart into balance. Let me acknowledge that I'm, 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 I'm dealing with old wounds and behaving in old ways and just dissolving it into this energy. <clears throat> and so when you're feeling that, that very you know, that you're taking on all the stuff and old wounds are coming up, um, that if you were to do and center and just ground to the earth star and, you know, focus on the higher heart rather than the normal heart, one seems to come into alignment a lot easier. So the, the key issues are the bridge, but the, the higher heart or the universal heart is the bridge between our ego-based perception and our higher awareness. So I was involved in my ego. I can't do this. People are doing that to me. I'm judging this. Why is this happening to me? I don't deserve this. Who do they think they are? All those old patterns. It's also about global compassion. And right now we're needing to dig deep to find global, global compassion and unconditional love. It brings together the heart, mind, and the will. So at the moment, if we're trying to will the light, we're going to feel uncomfortable in our higher heart. We're going to flutter in our higher heart. Um, it creates an energetic portal, balancing and raising our awareness to a higher trans um, personal level. And Mark, you might want to talk a little bit about how we're upgrading at the moment to, to bring the light in. Um, it enables us to integrate and ground all that we are through our human experience, facilitating our inner healing by enabling us to perceive old patterns and issues without judgment and to heal them at source. So a lot of my old shit has come to look me in the face recently. I don't know about everyone else. Um, and, and our higher guidance and understand our purpose in this life and the way forward. And and I think we all, I'm certainly starting to feel, what is this am I here to do? I'm really questioning that going forward because the universe is giving opportunities through this discomfort, through this change. You know, nothing, if we go back to our lives as they were before this hell of a six month experience, where have we got? What are we doing? And, and I'd like to, bring that into the conversation too, is if we just remain in our egos and will to go back to the old without having learned anything. And we can, I can feel that suck back of going to the old. Um, 
and 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 just going back to the old and not changing what we've learned in the last six months and this is where this incongruence has come and these old patterns have come because i'm holding back and yet the energy is shifting thank you cindy so some big stuff going on the quote that or the 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 thought that comes to mind is the brighter the light the darker the shadow and what's happening on the planet is the light is increasing and therefore all the shadows appear darker and out in the collective this appears to be the case because things are being exposed you know from jeffrey epstein and you know corruption in governments and all sorts of stuff is being exposed and it all looks quite dark and dingy but what's happening is with the with a brighter light on the planet nothing can go uncleared or un uncleansed and, and this process on the planet is about clearing out all that no longer belongs all that all that dark energy is, is being cleared out the same is happening individually for each and every one of us we're going through a process of purging, um, purging our darkness, purging our shadow. So there's, there's kind of like two ways that the shadow gets highlighted or gets amplified because I've had this experience over the last few weeks as well of my shadow coming up to the surface to be addressed. The, the one way that it's addressed is through like energetic parasites who use the shadow to, to come into your energy field or to amplify your shadow to detract you or, or push you away from your path, from your, your soul's journey. And the other way that the shadow uh, comes to the surface is actually just through the light, through increased light shining through your soul, um, radiating out through your energy body. It's going to highlight and show that shadow so there's going to be more energy running through your energy body uh running through the good and the bad if you suddenly send extra voltage through a pile of negative energy that energy is going to start acting does that make sense yeah so so the extra light is providing energy to everything including the shadow so suddenly the shadow comes into play uh you know what do people have as the shadow sex is a big thing so sexual energy is a, is a big thing for shadow work um low self-esteem or, or self-pity or whatever you know victim mentality uh, greed and power are shadows but are currently accepted in a society so people don't realize that uh, they could be in the shadow because our society worships people who have billions and billions of dollars that they could never spend or have so much power and control uh george soros or whatever you know managing to uh, play the the players on the chessboard or whatever so uh what else could be shadow that uh, sex greed money power victimhood weakness um or anything else that you don't want to talk about or you don't want to tell people about or you don't even want to tell yourself about uh, I, I the think things Mark, that you are ashamed of, of yeah a lot of that is yeah, self-esteem sorry that self-esteem that i'm not mm. good enough how am i going to make it how do i you know how do, there's so many other people doing this all of that that self that self-talk down i think is a huge one that 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 really comes up for a lot of people certainly people i've been talking to you know, saying, oh, I'm an idiot, or I'm so stupid, or I've heard a lot of that dialogue in friends' conversations um, mm -hmm. recently, rather than, than, than you know, then then it's been a challenging time. We've made, we've all made mistakes at this time. That's okay, yeah. as long as we're seeing them as our old patterns. So I think a lot of people are falling into really angry with themselves. Yeah. Yeah, and the self-talk is always a, a telltale sign. You know, if you can be aware of your self-talk and you catch what you're saying to yourself and you, and you kind of like it shows you, it shows you what's going on if you, if you have the courage to look a little bit deeper. Uh, Jen says vulnerability. Yeah. 
So let's see who has some thoughts, ideas, comments. Yeah, Erica, go ahead. Hi, Mark. Hi, Cindy. So fantastic to see you all again. Sorry I missed whatever you were doing to begin with. Um, I'm feeling this, this, um, this dark forces energy uh, and your past coming back to bite you so um, intimately, if I must just say that, um, Cindy, for mentioning it, that, and um, I think that for us now, as Mark, you were speaking on the radio last night about authentic, you're basically going back to your authentic self and the dark force. If you strengthen your light and strengthen, protect your energy and know who you are, know thyself, um, authentic self, know who you are, is kind of about the only way we're actually going to get through this, I think, and hold ourselves together and um, perhaps keep persons around you and energy around you that you can then bounce off. Yes, I am that. Yes, you are that. Um, no, I'm not that. No, you're not that. Um, to, 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 pe to have the reflection back, um, the reminder, the um, reinforcement of what you want and what you don't want, who you are and who you're not, because the dark forces um, that we speak about um, on all these levels For some of us, or all of us, and maybe not for yourself and some others on the group right now, Mark, is that so clueless as to the various levels of um, dark force that basically mask themselves as your thought forms or your thought patterns or whatever else it may be, and then send you on a path of spiraling down in low self-esteem or I'm not worth it or I can't do this or I'm not good enough or um, this is not who I am or how do I tell people I am this, I am that, I'm the next thing when I'm not doing anything. I think that we need to, 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 to somehow build each other. And, and I'm so glad that this is coming up today. Mm, thanks, Erica. Yeah, I think the age old wisdom, know thyself is of utmost importance at this time. You know, knowing what your thoughts are, knowing what your energy is, and 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 really getting to the core of who you truly are. And I think the the steps to to doing this are it's nothing like new, nothing like groundbreaking. It's no. meditation and contemplation and spiritual study and and also um, working on your energy. So the way I see it is there's kind of like two pillars on the ascension path. The one is consciousness and the other is energy. And the two are closely intertwined. You need to do the both together. Otherwise you fall out of balance. Consciousness work is uh, sort of meditation, perhaps uh, to having counseling or therapy, studying spiritual texts, understanding your thinking so that you can heal your thinking because the thinking has a great impact on your, on your energy. And the other pillar is the energy work, which is clearing the energetic blockages, healing the energetic wounds and strengthening your energy field, sort of like charging and activating your energy field. Um, we kind of need to work on both of those channels together to rise up together. If you do the one, you kind of can get off balance. And this is kind of like, how I started my spiritual journey. I was reading and studying a lot of stuff. I was like, you know, I'd read as much as I could, especially like Course in Miracles stuff. So, you know, I was understanding, let's say the ego and forgiveness and all these like spiritual concepts, but my energy was still weak and damaged and wounded from lifetimes on, on, on planet earth. And, and so you know, doing one or the other raises your light. But if your energy is still weak and you have a lot of light, then you make your energy vulnerable. Or if you have a lot of energy and your consciousness is low, then you also run into problems. And, and this is what happens to some uh, spiritual teachers who, who start channeling a lot of energy, but their consciousness is low and they don't understand the shadow and then they fall into the shadow. 
and, and they, they fall into shame and, and how many spiritual teachers have, um, have, have fallen like that through sexual misconduct or financial misconduct. Um, I'm not sure where we were going with this, but does anybody have any thoughts or want to take the baton? <laughs> Cindy. I'd be interested to know um, what Alex or Valo or Jen or are feeling around around that. Yeah, Valerie. Um, I'm very glad that we're speaking about the the shift, and um, I've been having the sense of the energy energy shifts in coming up now. So we've kind of like moved out of that time of shift of of like a traumatic shift. Like it was initially the shock, the trauma of, of, of COVID and lockdown. And now we're moving into another energetic shift. And it feels like it's more transformative to me. Um, and during this time, the body, like Cindy was in that meditation, the body is feeling these shifts. And that's why we need to be even more grounded. And so that powerful meditation allows you to feel or to connect to the energetic shifts, but in a more grounded way so that they can move up and out and be transforming. And something that came to me last week already in my one meditation, I was sitting in meditation and I saw this huge puzzle. And the puzzle was just all these pieces everywhere. And I remember being a child and getting a sense of being taught to build the framework of the puzzle. And then you can start to place the pieces. And what Cindy was saying is not moving back to where we were and getting drawn back to that lower vibration of how it was. But we are still, my sense is for me is that I'm building the framework. It's a new framework that I'm building. I like that. And as I place this framework that I build, because I was also wondering, now what is the meaning? What have I done? I've learned so much, but I haven't done enough. So I also went into that thought process. And the, as I build the framework, I can then start placing the pieces and the pieces in the puzzle are the whole, but I'm part of that whole. I'm not separate from that whole. So I then need to take my piece and I need to hold onto it and be very careful where I place it in the framework of the whole because it's a new way. It's a transformative way. So I'm not sure exactly how that looks, but it really feels very different to, to me what it felt like before. And yeah, there's a lot of my dark stuff that's showing itself and people arriving back in my life, challenging me and my reactivity towards those people. Um, how I would be with them before um, and just bringing myself back to that groundedness. And I really struggled through this, the last few weeks around this, um, the sense of, I was very connected to this group, Move a Million, and I had the strong sense of being an activist. I need to action something. I need to do something. Because I felt that in the apartheid area, I knew era, I knew about apartheid, but I was quite um, avoiding, although I wasn't, you know, whatever, I just avoided it. And then something that I read that really came to me for myself, apart from my puzzle, was that I need to, so there is a reaction type of way of getting involved, but then there's more of a visionary type of way. So I think my puzzle came together by my, me thinking, how do I take what I see, what I'm experiencing, and have more of a vision around what I see? So not that I'm this big visionary, but have more of a vision with it. And I don't think I have clarity around that. I, I just have the sense that we're building a framework and that we need to place the pieces and we have to give much thought and grounded presence to how we place our piece in that puzzle moving forward. Uh, sorry, that was a bit long, but that's how I'm experiencing yeah. it right now. That makes Thanks, a lot Ralph. of sense, yeah. Mm. I like that vision. Pictures can 
what what they say a picture tells a story of a thousand words and that's the lovely thing when you when you do receive a vision like that it, it like there's a lot of depth to it that you can understand and see into yeah um just examples of 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 some of my shadow that have come up that I, i'd like to share I, i've always had huge um issue with pharmaceutical companies with medicine and the money and that whole thing and you know once i was uh, <laughs> as a child i was really sick because i was unhappy at school and i hated school so i had bronchitis and i was sick the day i left school i never got sick um and and it was kind of that lesson in my life journey um especially around being a healer or a wounded healer and becoming a healer has really been to um to face the the medical profession and the vibration of that and and really seek the truth around our healing and disease and um and and recently because of my personal situation is I've needed to, not for myself, but for my partner, needed to deal with medical professionals, medical aids. Oh my goodness, has my energy clashed? Have I gone from a really high vibration to a very low vibration when talking to somebody on the phone on the medical aid or dealing with a pharmacist who just is not prepared to budge on, you know, and just dropping into that lower thing. But because that, you know, my energy is going, this is this is not the light this is the reason we are species is and just being but but actually by doing that i'm not really resolving anything i can only do it by being an example and you know and finding the balance as to to just not losing losing you know losing my temper and getting angry with people or you know and just saying i mean i never took anyone out personally but certainly the thought was personal and energy follows thought. So it's just getting myself into that mess of, of trying to take on, you know, the world. And I, and I don't think it's about that. I think it's about rising to this higher level of vibration of taking it in. You know, it's said there that, that it's not about the ego. It's not about the judgment. It's just resigning yourself that that's where the species is at the moment. And I'm in our species right now. And how do I, because the end of the day, we've spoken about this a lot in the first series is it's, it's, it's us, it's us that needs to do it. So, you know, what Mark said around, how do we balance the energy work and the consciousness when it, when it's coming up against the dark and going, you know, having to go to, to clicks, which is a pharmaceutical store here. And then I smiled at the EFF taking on clicks today and think, and I was almost like, yeah, good, close clicks down. Um, because because yeah there are a bunch of charlatans um just to put put it into context for you jen is that um clicks is a big farm big big brand of pharmaceutical where you get your medicine i mean the the shops are huge with awful um lighting and it's like going in there you have to protect your energy and i've had been having to go once a week to deal with these people and it's an argument every time even though i go in and i send in my heart and it's all going to be fine it gets in there and they placed a, a racist advert um up about about black people's hair and our one of our political parties our very left-wing um party has decided to take them on and shut their stores down today and i was going go julius <laughs> shut them down <laughs> which um which isn't right either so i'm just trying to to explain how energies of of negative and positive can flow yeah interesting times indeed um i i guess we've still got to live in this world somehow and as we engage with this world, as we go into the pharmacy or we're dealing with, you know, the municipality or the tax office or whatever it is, we kind of need to stay centered and rise up above it. You know, we can still change the energy of that which we engage with. So if you're taking medicine, you can still bless the energy. You can still... Uh, channel light into that that medicine to remove any toxins or anything from the energy um, it's very very difficult though 
I mean, I, you know, talking of clicks, I was at clicks a, a week ago, I had to get something and <laughs> the, it, it was like they didn't see me. So, so I was ignored for like, there's hardly anybody in the shop. So I was ignored for like ages trying to like, you know, t- taking the, the number from the machine. I was waiting for my turn. They didn't like see me. And then the lady was brushed me off and said that it couldn't help me. And then eventually one of the other pharmacists said, no, I need to try an independent pharmacy because they don't have what I was looking for. And, and I was also just like riled up. It's like, how can they do this to me? Why are they like being so disrespectful? And, and I was like all angry. And I like walked outside and I took a few breaths and I was like, calm down. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. How, how do the rest of you guys deal with coming into contact with the old 3D, 4D energies and uh, resuscitating yourselves, resurrecting yourselves from that encounter? So, Mark, before anyone else, I'd like to reflect um, what happened in a, in a situation like that when it wasn't one of my wounds. So, in the week my license has, I had to go and get a new license. And I went to the one and it was really busy. And I thought, well, I'll go to another one, which I know is quieter. Anyway, I got there and the guy said, well, if you get you at six o'clock in the morning, you probably get up by about 11 o'clock in, you know, and I'm like, I just don't, I just said to the guy, I just don't have that time because it wasn't something I was angry about like medicine or it wasn't Mm. one of my wounds. I said, is there any way around this? And he says, yeah, there's a guy who stands in the queue. If you pay him a couple of hundred bucks, he'll stand in the queue for you. And it was then resolved. I mean, only in Africa, but it was then resolved because it wasn't, it didn't have my negative energy. It didn't have my fire. Mm-hmm. It didn't have my judgment. I was able to resolve it in flow that I'm going to pay this guy 200 bucks and, and he'll stand in the queue for six hours. I, I can, you know, and, and so that was the reverse of when you're not attached with your ego or your shadow to the situation. And that made me go, so now how do I do that in the pharmacy? Alex. That's a great example because things can shift so quickly, you know, yeah, bringing the right energy and it's a, it's like miraculous things unfold for you. Okay, we've got two hands up, uh, Alex and Erica. Alex, you want to go first, and then we'll go to Erica. Or sure, thank you, Mark. Thank you, Cindy. Um, so much of what has been said has resonated so much today. Um, thank you for the topic. I've really found that over the last few months, I'm. There's been a lot of discomfort, but I actually quite enjoy the discomfort. I enjoy is not the word, but I've learned to embrace it because um, in the discomfort is always where the gifts lie. And, and so I've been very challenged over the last few months to try to break patterns. Like I've, I can see that there are patterns coming over and over and over again for me. And, um, and I feel like these last, this, this time, I, I've been given time to be able to really unpack those patterns and understand what, how I need to shift my um, behaviors and reactions in order to break those patterns. And the realization that one, I need to learn to ask for help, which pride has never allowed me to do. Um, Two, I need to learn to speak truth and set boundaries because my need to please people has always stopped me from doing that. And thirdly, to trust my intuition. You know, I'm a, I'm a head person. I, I go quickly back into my head and get into analysis paralysis. But the reality is that time and time again, my intuition has proven always to be right. And to actually just trust and go with it and go with that gut. Um, And also to learn to embrace the relationships in my life that are challenging. Because those are the ones that teach me the most about myself. And actually those are the ones that bring up shadow and then allow me then to address it. I have right now a particular relationship that is really 
triggering me on every single level. And I'm spending a lot of my energy trying to navigate that. And um, yeah, so it's been a very interesting time, but it's, it's not been, it's been something that I've, I've almost, I've welcomed. I really, I love what it reveals about myself. Even if I, I, I don't like what it reveals about myself, I do love it. And um, that's been really interesting for me. And then also just on the back of what Cindy was saying around her relationship with the, with the pharmaceutical industry, I have also a huge love-hate relationship with the pharmaceutical industry uh, for many years now. And this whole thing around the virus has brought that up for me a lot because there's a part of me that feels like there is a bigger, really bad intent from which, which may very well be fueled by the pharmaceutical industry to use this virus as a means to, as a profit-making machine at our expense. And the, the, medical, the medical industry was always, is always supposed to have the value of first do no harm. And that, that is not something that we can trust anymore. And that for me is hugely sad and, and has been something that has been sitting very heavily with me that we live in a world where that is not something that we can trust anymore. Thanks. Thank you, Alex. Yeah, I like a lot of what you have to say. Let's go on to Erica. Erica, what have you got to share with us? Hi, and hi, Alex. So lovely to see you again. Guys, I've always got something really valuable to say. And part, half of what I wanted to say, actually, Alex has brought up quite vividly. I'm also um, experiencing the greatest shifts in a problematic, I would say, problematic relationship on all levels that are that's pressing triggers and buttons that come from past life, present life, future... <laughs> <laughs> absolutely everything and even though I'm welcoming it it is quite energy consuming um, and uh, the whole story with the pharmacies as well um, medical aids um, etc that is supposed to do no harm and I think that being healers and having this aspect that one must do first do no harm is um, is not a common position in this world, as Mark said, um, with the the greed and um, power and um, those kind of aspects being acceptable. Um, yesterday, I had a first meeting of the nonprofit company with three persons, and all three of us have are experiencing domestic violence, being treated as a doormat and various other things. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, so why did we all come together here? Three strong persons with lots of um, positive, energetic and um, ability skills are sitting there in the same situation. What is the universe trying to to point out to us and I'm thinking to myself one needs to really think about this on an energetic level because the physical is I think just a reflection of what is not being looked at um, energetically and emotionally and our, and our emotional bodies are probably being attacked via the negative entities as Mark was speaking about last night and the ability to know what you want and to be comfortable to say and not have the fear to say what you want. And I think, as Cindy was quite clearly saying, that when it's not about your own wounds, it's very easy to clearly state what you want. Because you don't feel the fear of the rejection or the repercussions or the consequences or the um, abuse loop or whatever it may be that may be coming from it. But if one can actually center oneself, and this is what I think that I would appreciate some steps with, with growing that, is to be, have the ability to feel the fear and do it anyway. 
to state what it is clearly without emotion, just factually, what it is you want. And by that, to try and circumvent these woundednesses that keep tripping us up. Okay, thanks, Erica. Lots to take on board there. The most valuable thing in this regard is the process of nonviolent communication. The most valuable thing, in my opinion. Um, mm. There's a great book, a great teacher, Marshall B. Rosenberg, and he teaches this process of nonviolent communication. Uh, and if I can just give you a quick summary, you kind of observe what's going on so you could say something like um, what i hear you say is this so you understand what what the other person is doing then you express uh, how it makes you feel so i hear what you say what it makes me feel is this love peace confusion anger whatever and then you can express your needs you know it makes me feel this way because i have a need for and then you express what it is that you that you, ident you you identify what it is that you need. I have a need for respect from my partner, or I have a need for um, love and understanding, or whatever your need might be. And then you, the fourth step is you um, ask the person if they are willing to do something. So, are you willing to speak to me respectfully so that my need for respect is met? whatever it is. But, you know, there's a lot to the, the nonviolent communication process. So I'd encourage you to, to, to look at it more deeply. There's a great book and some great uh, videos and so on on YouTube about nonviolent communication. But everything that is of a low frequency is being amplified at the moment. You know, it's really being pushed up for healing. You know, it's, it's coming up to be healed, which is fantastic. Uh, it provides us the opportunity. And, you know, like Jen said, I mean, Alex said, she's got the approach that this is showing opportunities for healing. And so she welcomes it, which is the real uh, right approach to, to this time. All things are lessons God would have me learn, as it says in A Course in Miracles. Jennifer Anderson, your hand is up. Go ahead. It is. Um, yeah, so... Uh, it's been wonderful just actually sitting and listening. I mean, listening very carefully, very slowly coming out of that meditation, actually, I realise. Um, and I don't think I can address all points, but what you just said, Mark, really speaks to me. The non-violent communication is fantastic. Um, and I think it kind of speaks to everything we've been speaking about in terms of... Um, I've been thinking recently about the push and the pull and we're talking about that now and how we rise to, you know, our um, reactions and our reactivity against, you know, the things that we find uh, but we're bumping into, our shadows, etc. And I was thinking, and I've been doing this because of the time in, with coronavirus, about how things have actually had time to maybe heal a bit. And when, you know, when things heal, you know, there is a bubbling up or a resurfacing, you know, ponds of water, all sorts of things kind of, you know, start to bubble and spark a bit, I guess. And so, um, you know, in places where the environment has been actually starting to heal a little. And I was listening to a conversation the other day, um, an Indigenous woman actually talking about how, you know, the imperial kind of drive and colonialism was all about just laying all of these things over the earth. You know, the frameworks that um, Valerie was talking about, our ways of structuring our thinking, our ways of sort of moving through the world. And she was talking and saying, um, you know, when was, when was the last time we actually stood on the earth and remembered that it, it breathes, it lives? It is an organism and, and we're, we're actually just part of that and we are a species of that. And so I started thinking about that and it's brought it up again tonight is um, just that trust, you know, that, that really um, we're, we are part of that and we, we don't, you know, tuning into our intuition and Alex was talking about trust and um, sort of being able to feel 
feel ourselves again. Uh, and I think the meditation tonight has reminded me of that is, you know, being still enough to actually listen and feel rather than, you know, get up into here and, um, you know, obviously watching reactions and watching how, how my shadow rises. And yeah, I've been sort of agitated myself with, with things here and there, but I'm kind of recognizing recently that it's such, you know, it's such a, an energetic expenditure really when, when that woman said that the other day is just, it's, it's all there, you know, it's all in the earth, it's breathing, it's living, we're actually part of it. So we don't need necessarily to think too much to have too many systems to, you know, to be, to be working with that so much that we, you know, really just um, remember we're part of a, an organism really. And, you know, sort of be, be a bit more symbiotic with that. Um, and that's really what's starting to, I guess, heal a little bit in some respects. My concern is, you know, as we shift and, and Valerie was saying, you know, I don't know where that piece of the puzzle is going to be yet or where to fit into that or how to kind of place myself, but also dealing with the fear that I have now of, uh, there's such an opportunity here for, for healing, for healing so much for the earth to actually heal. And I think, you know, that's for me, what's kind of thrown us off a bit, you know, the earth's kind of gone enough, enough crap in the air, enough pharmaceuticals, enough, you know, enough sort of this type of medicine that's out here trying to solve stuff, come in, go back to, you know, what's been provided for us in the earth. If we're, you know, if we are a species, then, it's kind of all there for us. So yeah, I've really been um, kind of sitting, sitting with that and just the fear, I guess myself now of um, the opportunity that we've got for things to actually really go forward and change and shift and be so much better with our consciousness, with our, how we treat each other as humans, how we treat the earth and that, you know, um, we, we could, you know, we can, we can lose that really. It started to sort of come back in some areas, but um, yeah, how I sit with that really and just trust that, yeah, look, it's still going to be okay. It's all right. It's going to be okay. Um, and not, and not uh, think that, yeah, anyway. Yeah. La la, but you know, <laughs> yeah, a different I thread think... maybe but where my head was yeah. going. I think that as more and more people wake up, industries like the pharmaceutical industry will simply start to fall away because as you heal and you take your energy to the next level and you sort of get your energy to a certain point, you actually realize you, you can keep optimum health uh, without the pharmaceuticals. You know, you keep the energy right um you, you know just do, doing doing your your process doing your healing your inner healing and so on because the body is a reflection of your consciousness the body the body is reflecting things so it's, it's showing you what needs to be healed um and and you know whilst pharmaceuticals are useful and helpful at this stage of the journey i think as a species we're going to evolve beyond that and and we'll we'll sort of get to a point where homeopathic medicine or or plant medicine or, or something much more subtle will be the way that as a entire society we'll just sort of be operating at that level um i think the the birthing pains to this new earth are difficult though i think you know the 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 shifts and and the releases and the and the stuff that's going on is is really still quite dense and quite physical but I do believe we're going to move beyond that. Um, any closing comments? I think it would be really important, Mark, for us to um, just draw our energy in. I think mm. we went quite deep this morning, so I think we should really just draw those 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 chakras in and and just protect them, and and really, guys, use them. As a when you feel yourself slipping anywhere, it's 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 really worked for me in the last week. Um, so, if we can all, I don't know if anyone else needs to say anything. Maybe you can 
just um, but let us just bring our focus once more to our feet and let's just ground through that earth star but draw it in let us center in our universal heart but not if but but protecting it and drawing it in and it being for you we just go above our head we draw in the solar star we just feel that horic channel but we protect it we just protect it and i invite you to take the violet flame and just create protection with the violet flame around your body your 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 bubble or in your bubble and just feel yourself really grounded know that you're grounded know that you're protected and know that you're going to go forth into the day or into your sleep grounded and protected and in your universal heart thank you thank you very much cindy and thank you to everybody for joining the conversation this morning it has been beautiful and enlightening as always. And we look forward to seeing everybody back next week, Monday, 10 a.m. Thank you very much. Jen, just a quick question. Whereabouts in Oz are you? Hang on, just let me, um, I'm in Melbourne. Is it true that uh, there, there's some heavy lockdown going on there? Yeah, it's been like, insane. About six weeks ago, we got locked down into what they're calling stage four, um, which was you're not allowed to leave the house for more than an hour a day, all within a five kilometer radius from your home um, and mandatory mask wearing. Um, well, what else? Anyway, um, so that's been just in the Melbourne area and there's roadblocks everywhere. So you actually can't drive out or anything and uh it yesterday actually it just got extended to another two weeks beyond this week so it's it's been um pretty i mean i feel okay personally and i'm you know i've got mechanisms myself to to deal with it plus mm. i don't yeah for me i don't mind um being locked away but for a lot of people it's it's been um a bit of a deal breaker it's been pretty dire actually but are, are people actually getting sick i mean are do you know people who, who are sick oh. or is this just uh, about power and control it's it's power and control but it's difficult here because of different states so there was a, a spike there was a spike here and it's hard for me to reconcile really because when i look at the rest of the world you know it's it's extreme and we had we got up to i think 780 cases um, but we were locked down at kind of 200 and something because of that doubling effect that was, you know, projected. And it's been seen as, you know, quite extreme. So, yeah, it, we've got different premiers in different states here. So they're, they're, they act independently and on their own, you know. So you know, the conspiracy theory channels are, are talking about your premier being sort of closely aligned with the Chinese and the test kits coming from China and, mm. and not really being trustworthy. I mean, is that just like conspiracy theory chat or, I mean, are I people that, actually really sick or is it just news reports of people being sick? It's people are sick. Um, I know a couple of people have actually contracted it now, but again, it's that sort of low grade, you know, and, mm. and it's over and they're not getting too unwell, but we've had, we had, it's been more the breakouts in the aged care places. So again, it's that vulnerable um, population and community that's being impacted. Mm. So that, that's just going like wildfire through those type of places. So most of the death rate has been um, elderly people and, you know, people with health complications in the younger bracket. Mm. But, you know, um, look, I think our premier's, he's just firm, actually. He's kind of... Um, I don't know. I think he's taken a bit of a platform for sure, but his view is that I guess he didn't want it to go to extremes that we've seen overseas in other places. And yeah, he's taking that approach really. Um, 
It's a bit, it's been, it's been mentioned as being pretty draconian, but there's lots of tests. There's people getting tested, you know, there's thousands and thousands of tests being done daily, really. So I don't think there's a problem with the test kits as such. There's probably, um, and I think it aligns with winter as well. It was our winter. Mm. So it's, a, in you, you know, it would usually be a flu season or people getting unwell anyway. Um, but anyway, but well, definitely. The miracles of, of uh, COVID-19. It's eradicated the seasonal flu. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can't get unwell. I mean, yeah, that's right. So, look, it seems to be working, though, because the numbers have been driven down with masks and, you know, not being out in the streets and commuting much. But people are over it. And, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Really, it's a strange time. Lots of mental health issues now have arisen from it. Um, I've, I mean, personally, I've just become so busy, terribly busy, yeah, and colleagues. And uh, that's the alarming thing for me. People's mental health is just really struggling, yeah. which is, uh, yeah, alarming. But anyway, yeah, it's the, some of the rumours are true, but there might be some that are conspiracy. Well, we're living in an age where nothing is clear, like, you know, you know, Nothing coming from official sources is is true. Nothing coming from nothing coming from the conspiracy channels is true. It's all just messy, and, and one needs to try and discern. You know, like yeah. I, I don't I don't trust governments. I don't trust pharmaceutical. I don't trust who. I don't trust the CDC. Uh, no. There's nobody I can trust except like you know people that I know and and my own sort of sense of truth. Like you got to kind of like feel into some things. Is this right? Is it not right? that's difficult and it's like I think, such a difficult time eh? yeah and you can't trust uh media either i mean the media here as everywhere probably but you know mm. almost 80 percent of our media is owned by you know murdoch which is just it's entertainment it's not journalism it's not true mm. you know true information so you can't even find truth almost in that in that realm anyway mm. at the moment so yeah you can just tune into your own sensibilities really yeah. yeah so um anyway interesting times well thanks for the updates thank you and yeah so we'll see everybody uh next week look forward to it thank you bye, bye.